Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Design Recharge. I am excited. We all uh, have only two episodes left and I'm it's all Orange County people. So, cause now that uh, Nathan has moved, he is an Orange County guy. So uh, Nathan, I'm super excited to have you back. Had you back in March and boy has life changed for you. So yeah. I'm really excited. We were talking before just about weather changes from Oklahoma to California. So um, give us a little bit, bit of your background. I know um, I got a bunch of questions. Um, I always send questions to everybody who's on my list and then I um, got a, I always ask for anybody to send me the rest of their questions, any other question you wanted answered. And so Emma had a great question and I told her I was going to start off with hers. So how did you get started and when was the moment you decided you wanted to pursue lettering full time and where did you turn to? So yeah. give us a little of your background and answer that. Cool. Yeah. Um, basically, kind of, I'll, I'll try to make like the long story short up until like I started doing what I'm doing now, but um, it all like really kind of started like back, um, honestly, kind of like in the eighth grade. Like I've always drawn and loved to draw. Um, and then in the eighth grade, a buddy of mine uh, had a band and he was like wanting me to design a t shirt. So I drew this t shirt up for him and gave it to him and uh, he took it to his dad, which at the time worked at this, uh, you know, screen printing business. And, like, he made shirts and signs. And, like, the next day he showed up at um, PE and asked me if I wanted to, like, start drawing for him. And so it was just funny that, you know, I was in the eighth grade and this guy was asking me to, to you know, do some drawings for him. It's just, like, <laughs> that's one of the things that I'm thankful for growing up in a small town. It's, like, those kind of opportunities, I feel like, kind of only happen there. But um, anyways, from there, I uh, got Photoshop and Illustrator from that guy and got more interested in graphic design and understanding, you know, what looks good on a shirt and all that stuff. And then um, by the time <laughs> high school came around, um, you know, I'd been doing, working in Photoshop and Illustrator and stuff, you know, since roughly the eighth grade. So I was starting to come, become more and more familiar with, like, the programs. And um, so when college, you know, came around, I, I was pretty much my mind had been made up that, um, you know, I wanted to go for graphic design. Um, so went to school for graphic design, uh, just got an associate's in graphic design, and um, straight out of college, um, I went full-time at an advertising agency uh, that I had been interning at, so it just kind of rolled over into a full-time job. Um, and so I was doing a lot of, like, branding and, uh, like, logo design and, uh, you know, the occasional, like, brochure and, website, just kind of general graphic design stuff, and, uh, you know, the more I was there, uh, the more I kind of found myself kind of going back to drawing, and um, I, I just kind of found myself getting kind of burnt out by, like, the monotonous kind of um, projects that um, I felt like I couldn't really connect to. Uh, um, like, in college, I feel like I really had this strong connection with what I was doing because I was able to, you know, make these decisions to, like, go down avenues and paths that I was most excited about, and I was really passionate about the work that I was putting out, and I feel like, you know, in, in the graphic design job, the more I was there, I, I kind of felt like a lot of that passion was being lost in projects that I felt like I couldn't totally um, relate with or connect with, and um, so I guess that's when I started naturally kind of going back to drawing, and it wasn't even a, a, a conscious decision. It was almost like a, a subconscious move where it's like I was needing more, like, 
outlets to express myself and I just like naturally went back to like my first love I guess is drawing and um, so it kind of started out as like just little scribbles and doodles and posting to Instagram and dribble and you know the more people kind of uh, saw my work and uh, I saw that people were excited about it it was really encouraging to just kind of keep pursuing that path and um, because that's the thing before I went to school for graphic design um, I thought about going into illustration, but I, I didn't have a personality. Like my work was all just photorealism. I would just look at a drawing and and try to duplicate it. And um, it's really hard to make money like doing that sort of illustration unless you're just really good because you know there's a lot of people that do that. So it's hard to the the market's really saturated. So um, I guess that was the thing that got me excited whenever I started posting work to Instagram and. Um, kind of just scribbling and just kind of doing these random little doodles, I found myself putting more of my personality into those drawings. And there wasn't a lot of pressure to make them anything specific because, you know, there wasn't anybody, like nobody was paying for those drawings. I was just doing them on my downtime. So um, that's, that's when, you know, the typography kind of came into play. Like I was doing a lot of logos at work. And so I was drawing a lot of type and, so um, it made me want to just draw more type in general. So I started doing stuff like the posters that I've got on my website. And um, so, yeah, once I kind of realized this personality that I could put into my work, uh, I just kind of ran with it and just like kept going down that road. And um, the more I was doing that, you know, the more freelance work I got. And um, just again, like posting like almost daily, you know, if I could just to kind of get my name out there and uh, eventually you know, more recently, um, about six months ago or seven months ago, uh, I got an email from uh, the founder of Sevenly. And uh, at the time, I, I thought it was just, you know, hey, like, I, I knew what they did, you know, Sevenly, um, basically to kind of unpackage it. It's um, uh, what it is, it's kind of an e-commerce website where every seven days we support a new charity. So, um, seven dollars from each purchase on the website so things like t-shirts or jewelry or posters um seven dollars from each purchase goes to the charity that we're representing that week and uh so i i'd seen them online and i kind of knew what they did and i knew that t-shirt designs and stuff like that was a big part of what they did so i was like oh okay well maybe they're just looking for some freelance you know because i was getting a lot of freelance uh uh you know requests at that time and uh, so, uh, but he wanted to talk to me. So like the next day we set up a phone call and uh, basically, you know, got on the phone with him and like he kind of started going into a spiel and uh, was offering me a job or, or an interview at least. And it was, uh, it was just one of those things where like on the phone with him, and I mean, nothing was um, definite at that point, but I just kind of knew like this is kind of what I needed to do. And um it was just crazy how fast it happened. So, I mean, like about two weeks later, I was flying out to California um, for an interview. And then <laughs> roughly about two or three weeks later, I was moving out here. Um, but I, I don't know. It's been uh, it was one of like the biggest <coughs> but also easiest decisions I've ever had to make. You know, it was kind of scary, you know, moving away from what was normal and what was comfortable. But um, at the same time, it was just it's been so rewarding and I feel like I've grown so much and um, if I would have stayed where I was, uh, I mean, I don't, I don't think I would be where I am today, uh, like, um, in 
illustration and, and kind of skill wise because like, I feel like I was drawing just in the evenings and anytime I could and now it's my full-time job so like it's almost a 24-7 kind of thing where I feel like I'm drawing so I mean you definitely grow a lot uh, when you're doing that you know so that's so kind of like a short also, story. So you, do you like also working for somebody where maybe it's something you can relate to and then it really has a purpose? Is that something that you think draws you to Sevenly, not just the hand lettering, or do you think that doesn't matter? Uh, totally. Like, it's such a big part. And, and that's kind of one of the things, like, whenever I started getting more into type and I decided to put up a website and um, start offering prints and stuff, uh, I think maybe I talked about uh, this book last time we were talking, but... Um, I was reading this book uh, around that time whenever I was thinking about launching my website. I was, I, I don't know, I was like researching all these different business books and just kind of understanding how to kind of market myself and stuff like that. So I read this book called Start With Why by Simon Sinek. And again, it was more of a business kind of book and talking about like um, as a business, understanding why you're doing things and look at that instead of the goal being profit or this amount of money that you're trying to raise or whatever and uh, those things will just naturally happen you know because that's not the goal it's like why you're doing it is the goal and uh, that for me really helped me realize why me like as an artist and just honestly as a person like kind of why I'm doing what I'm doing and kind of like why I'm here a little bit um, so basically the the thing kind of my whole life the thing that's just kind of gotten me really excited is the opportunity to inspire people because I feel like where I came from there's just a lot of um whoop, sorry my computer uh, almost went to sleep <laughs> uh where, where I come from and, and honestly where I was at uh and I felt like I was slipping into before I moved out here is uh you know there's just so many talented people and so uh, all of us are talented in our own ways and and there's so many of us that aren't using those gifts and uh, it's just because we're afraid to take that step and like and to just kind of journey outside of our comfort zone to do like what we're supposed to do and um, so anyways like for me it's like if I can inspire somebody to do what they were made to do like that's that's my why like that's why I do art and that's why I do design and um, so for me coming to a company like Sevenly it's almost like a no-brainer like on so many different levels like one they're inspiring people to be generous and to to give to people who who need it you know and that's a form of inspiration and that's something that I can totally plug into and um, and on the other hand it, they're doing lettering and they're hiring me to draw every day so I'm like oh that's another duh you know and so that, that was just kind of one of the things again when I was on the phone with Dale I was just uh, it just kind of like hit me in the chest whenever he threw out the offer because I was like, ah, like, this is what I need to do. But uh, it was just kind of a, a big move. But yeah, I uh, haven't regretted one bit of it. So a lot of times people when they, and you started early, I mean, somebody was commissioning you to do stuff in eighth grade. So that's pretty good. But um, what, um, when you're, a lot of times people in the early stages, they go straight to computer and then they get sucked in. So what about doing it with your hands and, and keeping that craftsmanship? Um, why, what keeps you on paper? And I know I have this um, one yeah. of my questions. Sorry. 
No, yeah, no, and it's funny because I was actually just kind of thinking about that um, last week. Uh, I think, and honestly, it's where I was at again whenever I went to college and went to school for design. Um, you know, college teaches you how to be um, profitable in the industry, and, and basically design school teaches you how to um, be valuable to an advertising agency because, like, that's kind of the high bar. You know what I mean? If you're in graphic design, and you go work at some huge agency, that's kind of more or less in graphic design, like the goal, I guess you could say. Like that that's the highest bar you can hit, like coming right out of college, working at some big ad agency. Unless on a whim, like you go work at some studio and you're just doing crazy cool work right off the bat. But that's kind of rare, you know? So college is preparing you for that. And agencies need you to be able to do any kind of work they need you to do. Like they're not looking for a specific uh, look or style or personality, like they'll freelance for that stuff. They need people in house that can do anything. And um, so I left school with that mindset thinking, oh, like I have to be so flexible and I have to be so like um, able Personal. to do any kind of design. Yeah. And, and that's good. And you, and I think that's a, again, like it's very um, valuable to have those traits but it kind of killed my creativity a little bit because it, it kind of um, almost more or less forced me to like, I don't know, for lack of a better word, kind of sell out to myself, you know? Like I, I had all of this passion for design and all of a sudden I was at work like doing work for, for um, I don't know, I, I don't want to sound like, I don't want it to come off in the wrong way, but just for like everybody else and I wasn't like feeding my own creativity. And um Again, like, it, it, I just, I never want to go down too far that road because that's also a very selfish road. And ultimately, we're all doing work for others and we should all be helping others and we all have these gifts to help others. So I never want to get to a point where I'm just like, oh, I'm only going to do my kind of work and you can't influence me. You know what I mean? But you just have to find that good balance. And I feel like for me, I was very out of balance at my last position. And um, so finding a place like Sevenly help me to kind of balance that out again and so again I feel like this is a very long way of answering this question but um, uh, I, I guess like what keeps me on paper is just my love for drawing that that kind of began you know whenever I was little and so going to school again I, I thought I had to do everything on the computer because that's how they taught us to do things like my first three semesters actually were all just on paper, like they never let us touch a computer. Um, so that was really important and I really love those semesters, but it's almost like I forgot those later on in school, you know? And uh, so I left school thinking I had to be on the computer, but once I was, again, just kind of in the industry and started kind of rediscovering myself as a designer and stuff, um, it kind of reminded me of my love of paper. And, and honestly, at this point, I feel like um, doing what I'm doing for as long as I have now, well, it hasn't even been that long, but I feel like I'm all of a sudden kind of faster on paper than honestly I am on the computer at times. And so like I'll be trying to modify a font on the computer and I'll just have to stop myself and be like, why don't you just draw it? You know what I mean? Because it'll probably be a little faster. <laughs> um, I mean, it's definitely harder to get things kind of just precise and like crisp and clean like it is on the computer. But honestly, that's not really the thing that I look for half the time. I, <laughs> I like that human side of it, you know, those little imperfections that um, 
I don't know, it just kind of helps your work stand out against, um, I don't know, just all the design that's out there right now that's really, you know, perfect and clean, so. Right, there's so much that is so, I, I think it's, it's, it's just a tool. The computer is just a tool. It doesn't have to solve all the problems. And I try to tell my students, you know, keep, keep work. Your design is when you're sketching. That's when you're designing. Somebody else can do the production, you know, if you get it done. Right. Um, it, that's when you're thinking and stuff. So, but it's, it's hard because they just want to jump on and get it done. And I think right. at agencies and at, um, at design firms, a lot of times you're under the pressure so much for time and deadlines that there isn't a lot of time to take in and solve it very thoughtfully. Um, if you're, you know, sometimes just doing, taking that extra time to do it by hand. I mean, it takes me lots of, I have, I use tracing paper when I'm doing something by hand and I redraw it on the computer sometimes, or sometimes all, yeah, yeah. all these different things. And it takes, there's so many step, steps, but it's so much more fulfilling to do it like right. that. But but I can imagine yeah, well, and you get to, faster. I would hope yeah, that. yeah, totally. And, and and I feel like it's just it's such a um, it speeds up the process. Like in school, you know, and even now, like I mean, just when you're super busy, whenever I'm going into a project. Uh, but again, more so in school, I would always think of, especially around finals and stuff. You know, I would be like, okay, with this project, I I'm looking to do the least amount of work, but have a very strong concept. You know what I mean? <laughs> So I would, when you're sketching and like thinking through everything, uh, that's where you can find those solutions, you know? So look for like high concept, low work, you know what I mean? So like that's kind of what I was going for. And um, I think a lot of people get caught up in low concept and they have to compensate with a crazy amount of detail and a crazy amount of imagery. And I feel like that's where things kind of go south is when there hasn't been enough thought put into the beginning so your end result, yeah, it may be crazy and ornate and ridiculous amount of time was into it, but it's going to be harder to appreciate because it's not very tasteful. You know, like the concept isn't really there. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. It, it's, it's kind of like some, it's, it's kind of, okay, this is a terrible like analogy, but it's Christmas and whatever. It's almost like a Christmas cookie that's been decorated to perfection. It's just like, whoa, this is the more most ornate Christmas cookie I've ever seen. But then you take a bite and you're like, oh, this is terrible. You know, like because the, the work wasn't put into the to the batter. You know what I mean? Terrible analogy. They but. use salt <laughs> instead of sugar. No, that's a great analogy. Yeah. I love that analogy. <laughs> I think sometimes it's yeah. that craftsmanship. That And when I had Jason Karn, which shout out to Jason, he's here today. Um, he talked about that too. And just that craftsmanship and his love for the craftsmanship and I know you're the same way it's that you know the computer is just a tool and I love that you you know were designing so early in life and then and then you still you came back to this and you you were fairly small um on when I talked to you last time you know you were just using a, like a five by seven moleskin with a sharpie right? yeah is that mm. have you transition tools have you since now you're kind of give them a background of what Sevenly's like who you're working with like other type designers other designers are you can you kind of go through that a little bit for us yeah yeah definitely um yeah uh Sevenly the the creative department uh, kind of consists of uh there's two other illustrators so um Zachary Smith and then uh, Sean Toldgetsky 
um, are both uh, illustrators there, which is crazy because we're all following each other on Instagram, uh, you know, around this time last year. And <laughs> so whenever I moved out here, you know, they were looking for other, you know, typographers and they just happened to come along. So it's just cool finally like working with those guys and they're awesome guys and like doing super cool work. So it's really inspiring to just like feed off of each other and kind of throw projects back and forth and see what each other is doing and like letting it influence your own work. Um, but then there's also um, uh, two other graphic designers. Um, uh, so Trevor Rogers is uh, kind of our brand manager. And then um, uh, Brian Hurst is another uh, graphic designer there. And um, so, yeah, it's just, it's a really cool environment. And like all the creatives are in one office. So it, we can just all kind of like feed off of each other. And um, so it, it's great. Like, cause again, whenever I was kind of back in Oklahoma and doing a lot of freelance work and stuff, um, I was kind of having to just teach myself, you know, I didn't have anybody else to throw my illustrations or typography up against. Um, so I was just kind of, honestly, it was kind of a good thing where I feel like I wasn't, I didn't feel pressured to like stack up against anybody. I was just doing my thing and like there wasn't anybody really around to like um, give me too much peer pressure. So I was kind of free to do whatever I wanted without, you know, kind of worrying about that stuff. But I feel like kind of where I'm at now, it's a really healthy place where I feel like I've kind of gotten more confident in what I'm doing. So now I'm in a place where I can kind of let other people kind of um, mold me and kind of inspire me and like work off of other people's, um, you know, kind of, you know, suggestions and stuff like that. But um, anyways, uh, yeah. Um, so basically, I don't know, at suddenly it's kind of a um, I don't know, nine to five, nine to six kind of gig. And so we just come in and uh, again, like I just feel crazy blessed to be where I'm at because I just show up and draw all day and <laughs> do type and um, it's great. But yeah, kind of like what you were saying, um, one thing that I've really um, enjoyed being at Sevenly and having more time to draw and more time to explore is um, exploring different mediums because uh, like what I was saying or what, what you were saying last year, I was doing mainly just Sharpie, you know, and again, for that season that I was in, I feel like it was really important because um, I was trying not to sketch much, like with a pencil, I was just trying to like go straight at it with a, um, with a Sharpie and it uh, really kind of taught me to like keep moving forward and not worry on like the simple little mistakes or details and um, so that season was really uh, kind of important I feel like in just forcing me to move forward and keep moving and not you know camping out too much on one thing and, um, but uh, you know again being here at Sevenly like I, I still use like sharpies on a lot of my uh, pieces you know sometimes I'll do like a whole piece just in fine point sharpies and it's kind of fun going back to what I was doing whenever I started but uh, more recently I've been working a lot more with a brush so just like a brush dipped in ink or um, more recently, like I just did uh, a piece uh, just all out of acrylic paints. So just like red and black, uh, basically just working in high contrast colors so that whenever I scan it into the computer, it's easy to separate for like screen printing and stuff. Um, I'm going to pull so that So it's just up, been fun. Trying... It's, yeah. It's not one you sent me, but I, I have your Instagram feed up so I can go and quickly. Okay, yeah. But this is kind of yeah, what you're talking about, right? That's a tiny yeah, brush. Definitely. Zero, zero, zero. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's been really cool, and and I mean, it, again, it's like it, it's so different because working with a pen, 
I have, I feel like I have so much control because the pen, it's such a hard tip. Like every line I make, like I know what the line's going to look like. And with a brush, like I've never worked with a brush really until I came to Sevenly. And so it's been a whole different thing. Like I feel like I'm rediscovering illustration. It's so fun, you know, just kind of, it, it's like frustrating, but fun at the same time, you know, just trying to make it do what I want it to do, you know, but, um, but yeah, that one was really fun. And uh, I just finished that one up last week. So hopefully it'll be up so, in a few weeks. Was somebody else in the art department using a brush? And then you were like, I'm going to try that. Is that, or you were uh, like, no, I'm just going to want something different. Yeah, kind of. I mean, uh, like Zachary Smith, like he's all about painting and like, uh, he loves doing like sign painting type of stuff. And um, like, I'm sure you guys have seen like all the saws that he paints and stuff like that. And uh so I'm sure that played a factor, like, because he's always talking about painting, like how much he loves to paint. So um, I'm sure that was just in the back of my head, you know. And then uh, there was, uh, I'm trying to, rem oh, okay. So Jackie Oakley, I don't know if you've uh, seen her work. Uh, I uh, I can't, uh, let me see. She spells her name. Like sunglasses? Uh, yeah, but she spells her name. Here, I'll paste it in here. That was her first name a little different, but uh, she does a lot of work with acrylics and uh, super good stuff. I just put it in the comment or the chat field there so you could search her work. Um, but I found her work uh, about a, uh, like maybe like two or three months ago, and she was, I don't know, like just the way she <laughs> uses acrylics, but she's also just has a really good eye for design and illustration. That kind of got me thinking a little bit about using a brush and then um, I started following some other artists that do a lot of uh, watercolor, and um, so uh, I've been kind of playing with watercolor a little bit too. So um, I don't know. I get like a little kind of antsy if I get too stuck on one kind of medium. I feel like I always have to like keep trying something that's going to challenge me a little bit. So um, I guess that's kind of been the drive to help me explore other mediums, you know. And that's good because it helps feed you, and then maybe you feel like you're able to come back. So Jason had a technical question. Are the brush and colored pencil oh, yeah. pieces really hard to separate when you go up, go to set it up for print? Yeah, the uh, colored pencil one that he's probably talking about, that was, uh, I don't know if I'll do that again. Like, <laughs> it was fun to draw, but uh, whenever I was separating it, it I don't know. It, I, I'm not super excited with how it's separated. Um, it's hard just with the varying tones and the colored pencils. It's hard to, like, make it look like it does on paper on a T-shirt, you know. Um, but I don't know. Everybody at Sevenly were hyped with it, so I'm, I'm glad, you know, <laughs> they were because I spent the whole budgeted amount of time trying to get it to look right, and so I didn't really have much time to redraw something. <laughs> but... Um, uh, that's kind of the exciting thing, too, is just kind of working on the fly and, you know, under the gun a little bit. But So how does it work? Because every campaign's one week. Do you guys all get, like, a few weeks in advance and you start working then? You only work on them for a week? Or does Zachary get one and then you get one and then Sean gets one? Or how does it, how does it work? Yeah, it's uh, basically, like, every week, um, you know, <laughs> it, it, it all kind of trickles down. Um so, you know, there's obviously, like, people above the illustrators that are working with charities and, like, kind of working to get those relationships strengthened or nailed down so that, you know, weeks down the road we'll actually be working with them. But then 
after that's nailed down, like there has to be people that like put together the concept of like t-shirts and like my creative director like works up phrases um, to give to us. And um, so we all kind of get a creative brief. Um, again, if everything's working the way it should, you know, like say like at the beginning of the week or the middle of the week, and then we have about a week to work on the actual t-shirt design. Um, sometimes a little more than that. Um, uh, and so, but it all kind of gets, yeah, spread out a little bit. So, you know, I'll get a creative brief, like Zach and Sean, they'll get a creative brief. Um, and then we'll just kind of work on those for about a week. Um, and then kind of sprinkled in between, they'll just kind of be random little t-shirt designs that um, we also kind of get thrown our way. Um, so the campaign designs and the campaign uh, t-shirts are usually more um, kind of solid designs, like those kind of get a little more time and like a lot more kind of work get put into those and then like the little designs sprinkled here and there are usually just kind of um, honestly sometimes things that we even just are able to come up with on our own like in between projects and kind of in downtime um, you know for instance uh, um, I don't know if like how closely you follow uh, Sevenly but there was a design I did a little while back that just said give and I carved it out of just rubber erasers and that was something, it, it, I was just in between projects, and uh, I had this box of rubber erasers that one of my buddies in Oklahoma gave me, like, about a year ago. And, like, it's funny, because he's not even a designer. He's, like, a photographer or something. And uh, he was like, hey, man, like, I've got this box of erasers. Like, I saw somebody carving stamps into them one time. Like, you should probably do that sometime. And it, it, it's funny, because it's, like, a year later, and I, like, carried those stamps with me out to California, you know? <laughs> and uh, made a design out of them, and we were able to use it on Sevenly's website, you know, so um, it's cool to just be able to explore like that, you know, so sometimes we're even able to kind of come up with t-shirts without kind of direction being given to us, so yeah. Yeah, well that's cool. So yeah. um, I, Dan had a question, and I think this is a good time, so this is kind of about, about your process, so um, the process ex itself, specifically how you get ideas into the form that appear on paper or computer eventually on the t-shirt so are you doing multiple revisions on these or are you just coming up with something and then um and then revising or are you coming up with a bunch of different options for one kind of uh solution and then i'll ask you the second part after okay i think we've kind of yeah um basically um yeah basically um it kind of varies uh like one thing I feel like it's that's really nice about Sevenly and like my creative director is that I feel like uh, like they really trust us like as artists and illustrators like I really get the sense that you know like they hired us to do our job you know so I feel like there there's a lot of trust there and so it's nice there's not a lot of um, uh, <coughs> oh I don't know I I feel like um, like we'll kind of bring them a sketch or bring them a concept, you know, and um, I feel like they kind of trust us to carry that concept forward to kind of see what's in our head, you know, because uh, I think sometimes ideas can get kind of killed a little bit, a little early if somebody's not totally trusting, like, where you're going to go with it or they don't totally understand, like, what you're thinking, you know. <laughs> so it's good to get your idea across clear, you know, so you don't run into things further down the road, but at the same time, um, it, it's just nice to be able to like present a sketch 
and um, you know if the concept is there and you know all the words are in the right place you know and it says what they need it to say um, you know I feel like there's a lot of trust there for us to kind of flesh it out a little bit so um, if there are a lot of sketches and stuff I feel like it's usually more just on a personal side of things like me wanting to make sure that I've got it right and so um, but generally I only sketch out about like one or two uh, kind of ideas um, and then from there it's just kind of like one sketch is actually kind of probably like five or ten sketches but it's all just the same sketch being refined so like I'll, I usually start small and I just sketch like very loosely and like really general like layout you know so an eagle might look like some weird little scribble you know <laughs> it doesn't even look I like think, an eagle and then I think you know, on this one yeah, yeah. you can see your little sketch and so if you're new to Spreecast, um, you can mouse off of the image and then you can mouse back on it and you can drag it and click it and put it wherever you want. But I'm the only one that can take it off screen. So, But I remembered this image, so I thought maybe this will help you. Yeah, yeah totally. Yeah, it's a good, uh, it's a, a good example. Because, yeah, basically, like that's the original sketch um, right there. Uh, so on the left of the uh, final piece. And there was actually one other sketch um, like right underneath that sketch and so basically I took it to my creative director and I was like hey like do you like this one or do you like this one and he's like hey like I like this one and uh, it, it's also funny because um, well that again it was just like both just very rough sketches and um, it's just great to have somebody who kind of like understands the roughness of that like I, I feel like sometimes people you would show them that sketch and they'd be like, yeah, it's cool, but I need to like see what you're thinking a little better, you know? So it's nice to have tired. that trust, you know? Yeah. yeah they um, trust. So basically. Go ahead. Oh, no, no. It's, a, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, just the trust to kind of, that you'll carry it forward, you know? So from there, I basically kind of carry that really rough sketch like onto the bigger sketch pad there. Um, and pretty much draw it out equally as rough, you know, just so I make sure I have the layout right and the type is where it needs to be. Um, I always start with just really basic type, just like basically like stick figure type, you know, like the mm -hmm. skeleton of the type. That way you're not like wasting all this time like with the details and the thickness right. of the type and then get to the S on heroes and realize that I went too far and it's like running off the page or something, you know. Right. So, um basically start really rough and then I kind of lightly erase like my whole sketch where I can kind of still lightly see the sketch and then I just draw over that sketch again, refine that, kind of redraw the whole thing again, kind of erase it again, you know, so I just kind of do that until I've got it to a point where I can kind of trust myself to ink it and like kind of fill in those details. Um, so again, yeah, that's kind of the process, but honestly kind of going back to the whole concept thing, the thinking of the idea and um, kind of the sketching phase, I feel like that's probably around like 60% or 70% of like the whole process and then actually drawing the thing and putting it on, in the computer, I feel like that's more of just the, um, I don't know, I, I feel like design is, is, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like design, I feel like is more like in your head, and drawing is just a tool to like show you what was in your head. You know what I mean? So right. if you can get everything lined up in your head, it's a lot easier on paper. You know? Yeah, definitely. Okay, so 
Can you describe the feeling you have when you believe you've got a good idea? Dan wants to know. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's funny because I feel like um, it, it's always nice when you kind of do get that feeling because, like, there's a uh, – it's hard for me to, like, design something or draw something that I, I truly feel, like, excited about. Like, I mean, I'm, I'm always, like, happy with work that I put out. You know, I, I wouldn't, like, let it leave my hands if I'm not happy with it. But, you know, every once in a while you do, like, you're working on a project and you're just, like, getting all excited, you know, to, like – put down the next stroke because you're just excited about where it's going, you know? Um, and, you know, that's always a good feeling. Uh, like, more recently with um, kind of, like, the uh, stuff I've been doing with Brush, um, like, there was a little post, uh, again, like, I don't think I sent it to you, Diane, but I think it's on my Instagram, of like, a, an owl, and he's just kind of, like, looking over his shoulder a little bit. And uh, that was one of those things where I was in between projects, and... Um, I don't know what got me drawing an owl, but I was just wanting to draw something with a brush and ink again. And um, uh, I had drawn an owl like in the past, like a little while back for a project. And then I came across <laughs> some owls that um, somebody did uh, online and they just had so much personality. And I was like, oh, that's so cool. So, you know, I started drawing this owl and the more I kind of drew it and the more, you know, I kind of tried to get personality into them the more I just kind of got excited about him. And I was like, oh, like, I've got to use this for something, you know, and uh, managed to, like, come up with some phrase that fit, like, kind of what was happening in that drawing. And, uh, again, like, it was just one of those deals where it turned out that we could use it for a T-shirt. So um, so that one will be, like, hitting suddenly, hopefully, in a little while. So, but, yeah, again, like, that was one of those things where it just kind of, like, spurred out of nothing. You know, like, I sat down at my desk thinking that, I was just going to be doodling and then it turned into this great thing and I was able to get excited about it and push it forward. So I guess that's one of the things I really like about just kind of um, just the way I work. I feel like I it's it's hard for me to work in a lot of structure, but whenever I have like a lot of time and like um, uh, just like a kind of an easygoing environment where I can just sit down and do things like that, it, it uh I don't know. It, it's hard to bottle creativity, but when you can let it just run around, I feel like that's when the the best work comes out, you know? Yeah, you're not um, just working out in the morning from six to eight. You're working out all day long. You're doing, um, right. you know, it, it sounds like a great place, a great environment for your creativity. They're not really hampering you down. But I also think one thing that one reason they trust you is because you had built a name and you had built trust because of all the things you had done before. So they knew your style and they knew what you were capable of, but they also saw where else you could go. And they probably knew when they bring you got you all three together that you would just make each other even better. And um, right. anyway, so, I'll, so Neil had a question and I'm gonna, oh, who are lettering artists that inspire you and why? I think that's what Ashley's talking about. Oh, and, and what other things inspire you? Music, art, environmental, okay. books? Yeah, um, yeah. That, I I answered that question to um, like somebody the other day, um, and that's like a hard one for me because um, I don't know. I, I feel like I'm inspired by so many different things, like just kind of a huge, wide range of things. Like um, it's like a, I think how I answered it with like this other person was like it's a combination of 
like Pinterest and everything, you know what I mean? Like as wide as that is, like, <laughs> cause like if I'm gearing up to like, to work on a project, then if say I'm at Sevenly and I'm like sitting down, I just got my creative brief and I'm like trying to figure out what I want to do. Um, then I'm like combing through Pinterest and like pinning stuff that other people have pinned and looking at other artists work. But um, I don't really find myself camping out on any one person or really kind of group of people too much. And uh, it's not that like I don't appreciate any one person or one group of people, uh, you know, more than whatever. But uh, I, I just I feel like I just need more like variety in order to get the results that I want. And so um, it's really, again, when I say like a combination of Pinterest and everything, like I, I feel like I'm on the clock, like 24 seven, like I can't like stop thinking about like design and illustration and lettering. And like, so, I mean, just walking around the grocery store and like looking at packaging and like looking at illustrations on like, I don't know, like the cheesy illustrations that are like wrapping around the grocery store, like some like field and some farmer plowing or whatever, like that stuff like gets me stoked, you know, like seeing um, what, how other people are doing stuff. And, and again, it's, it might look weird in the application that this person did it, but it's, it's only because it doesn't fit like what, like, let me back up, like that application might look weird, but it's a good application, you know, like in some other setting where it's like, I may not have done that application there in the way that they did it in that grocery store, you know, <laughs> but like I could use that same like technique, like somewhere else and like some design. So, um, something like that owl or like some random design, I feel like some of my favorite designs have happened and like the concept behind them have come from, uh, some source of inspiration that honestly, like I can kind of remember, but can't totally remember like what it was, you know, I was like, I don't know where I saw this thing, but, I want to do this thing like right here, you know? So, um, but I mean, I guess to rattle off a few names, like uh, one that I said, you know, Jackie Oakley earlier, like her, the way she uses color and um, again, just the brush and her line work is just really great. Um, another guy that I've been really following uh, is McKay Felt and uh, I'll put his name in there too. Um, that guy, his illustration, uh, McKay Felt. Yeah, like uh, just he does a lot of like illustrations of just people and um, he's got so much personality in his in I don't know, just in um, drawing people. I feel like that's such a hard thing to do when you can draw somebody like capture their personality and like capture that person. Like I feel like personality is like such a deep thing. And when you can like show it on a face like and capture that on paper, but also like maintain your style as an illustrator. Like I feel like that's pretty powerful and uh, he does a good job of that. Um, as far as like typographers go, I mean, honestly, like Zachary Smith and Sean Getsky, I mean, working with those guys every day, um, I find myself like <laughs> doing a lot of the same stuff, like that uh, brush um, or that uh, piece that I did that you just showed with like the fox and uh, the red and um, black ink, you know, or acrylic paints. Um, some of the type that I did in that, um, like it's like a secondary kind of part of the headline. Um, I, I feel like I like partially like ripped off Sean Togetsky. Like uh, he's been doing this like a crazy great script work on Seven Lee's <laughs> home website. 
you know, I'm sure if you went there and saw it, it'd say like Men's Shop or just all of the great brush script. Um, so I, I kind of like pulled inspiration from that into like my design and uh, I should probably credit him on that. But uh, <laughs> so, uh, I mean, just I feel like the people that you're working closest with are going to rub off on you, you know. Uh, thanks, Sean. <laughs> um, uh, but uh, let's see. Yeah, I don't know. It, it's it's honestly kind of hard for me to like rattle off names, but other than just cool. artists and illustrators. You're pulling inspiration it, from everything you see. You're keeping your eyes yeah, open and you're letting everything totally. inspire you. You're, and I think that's probably one of the things that makes you more well-rounded is because you're not like, oh, I have my designer hat on. I'm in my eight hours here. It's it's a lifestyle right. and it's part of your life and it's part of what you want to do. So, um, all right. So, so like we, uh, a lot of times, you know, people will ask the question like, oh, like teach me how to do type or teach me how to do art or whatever, you know, and almost like it's something that you can just give to somebody like here's all of my knowledge and um, and I think that's how a lot of people approach school. It's like, oh, I'm going to go to school and they're going to tell me how to be amazing at whatever it is. And like, that's not the solution. I, I feel like if whatever you're most passionate about, like whatever you're thinking about, like every minute of the day, like even if it's not your full-time job or it's something that you've never even told anybody about, like it's just something that you have always been thinking about. Like I truly feel like that's the thing you should be pursuing. Like if you've got that fire in you, like why aren't you using it? You know what I mean? Because, you know, because when you're working your hardest and you're being passionate about the work that you're putting out, that's going to be recognized by so many people. Like genuine passion trumps, like, I don't know, trumps so many other things, you know? So if, if, but you're really passionate about, say, writing, I would do writing because it, you're going to be more satisfied rather than trying to please a bunch of people. You know what I mean? If, if doing type or doing type and illustration is just a trendy thing and you want to do it because you feel like other people would think you're cooler for doing it or in the design world it would be looked upon as like way cooler than other stuff, like that's a really sorry like reason for pursuing something. So. If you can just be passionate about whatever you're doing, like just run after that and like your goals and all that stuff like will just happen, you know? So if you can be passionate about it, like do that, you know? Be true to what you, who you are and what you're passionate about. I think that's great. Totally, yeah. So, so Nicholas had a question. Do you think since hand lettering is such a specific skill that it's easier to find clients freelancing or to find a job that offers you a full-time lettering position. I'm having a hard time finding slash thinking of any places that would hire me just as a letterer. You struck gold with Sevenly. Anyway, so I'm going <laughs> to put it up, but it was so long I would have had to read more, so that's why I read it from over to the side. Yeah, yeah. No, I honestly, I feel like I'm <laughs> such a, uh, like, unrealistic, like, example of the industry because <laughs> I feel like jobs like Sevenly just, hardly ever come along like I, I feel like I've already hit my dream job like and I'm like way too early in life to have already hit my dream job I'm like dang it like I hope it goes up from here because it's all going to be downhill if not you know because uh, I mean I genuinely like love what I'm doing and it's great that I can come to work and work with this amazing group of people and 
um, just be so inspired by like all the talent that's there, like not even in the creative department, but just in every other department, everybody's so genuinely like passionate about what they're doing and about like helping people. And like, that's a really hard thing to find. Like, and I don't think if you are in a place like that, like I wouldn't spend your days complaining about little things because you need to like look around and see where you're at. Um, but uh, if you are looking for a position like that, um, again, it's just kind of, uh, I don't know. Um, it, it is hard, you know, again, like agencies don't typically hire full-time, like somebody like a typographer, an illustrator. Um, you could maybe work at like a skate brand and um, do, you know, type and illustration. But again, it's, um, you know, it's not, it's more of like a seasonal kind of thing. You know, they kind of put out stuff. So I don't know. I've never worked at a, a like a skate brand or something like that. So I don't know how that would work. But, um, but, it's, but it's a, I mean, Jason Carr or. Yeah, Jason and um, Jason, you may want to, Jason Carr, you may want to try to type in here too. But, but you both were, you, you were, um, you know, Nathan, you were working um, at an agency and then you were doing all this other freelance stuff and stuff for yourself at night. So I think it's about building that up. Um, I also interviewed Zachary Smith. I can find that one and pop that up too. That one may be a good one to watch too because I did talk about just how much social media played a role in, in you maybe getting the job at Sevenly. But it, again, in, in freelance stuff, I think it's just, it's a choice. And I do think he probably yeah. struck gold and I'm so glad you're so happy there. Um, I think that it's different. I think that everybody has a different, what's perfect for them. It may be working for yourself and just doing a bunch of different freelance, but you may, yeah. there probably aren't as many lettering positions as there are just design positions, but you can solve many design um, problems with hand-drawn type or with lettering, I would think. Right. Yeah, and it's all in just kind of like looking for those like um, opportunities to use that, you know. Um, if I was more confident in my last position, I with drawing and illustration, I may have like taken more opportunity to use hand-drawn type and uh, illustration. But again, it wasn't something that I'd done a lot of at the time, and so I was afraid to spend a lot of time on something for the risk of getting to the deadline and realizing that I hadn't had the time that I needed to create the result that I wanted, you know. Um, but yeah, like full-time freelance, um, you know, again, kind of like what uh, kind of uh, Jason's talking about there, just like if you're going to be doing full-time freelance, I've never done full-time freelance, so like props to guys like Jason Carr. Yeah, it's ballsy kind of to do that. Full-time uh, full freelance, but because um, I, I mean, you, you're just kind of, it's all about like marketing yourself and making sure that people are seeing your work. Like even when you don't need any more work, like you have to like keep putting work out there because by the time it hits the people's eyes that you need to hit, like you're going to be done with those jobs that you were working on at the time, you know? So um, yeah, it's definitely still a full-time job, you know, if you're doing freelance and you may not be, you know, um, or even if you aren't doing full-time freelance and you're wanting to get to that point, um, the way I was kind of looking at it again before I came to Sevenly is just again it's almost like a full-time job to get to that full-time job of working with type and stuff it's like just making up reasons to do type and making up projects to put type over and illustrate onto you know yeah you had to hustle and you did hustle and I think 
Zachary did the same thing. I know Jason's done the same thing. It is that constant. You can't just like, oh, I've got a job. I'm going to not um, market myself anymore. So it is that constant kind of stuff. So um, it's a little yeah. off train of thought, Meredith says, but how do charities yeah. or can charities get connected with Sevenly? Is there a link that I should um, share or is there, is it easy? Um, yeah, totally. Um, I, I would have to, uh, I think there is, if you, if you go to the Sevenly website and dig a little bit, it might be in the footer, uh, of the website. Uh, there should be a link or I, I'm pretty sure at least. Um, yeah, yeah, that's it. So, so I mean, you can kind of submit. Okay, cool. Yeah. So basically you can kind of submit your kind of request or suggestion, I guess, of a charity. And, and we've got, um, kind of a, um, a representative who like contacts all the charities and kind of builds those relationships. And so uh, she's the one that would uh, get that and kind of start that process. So I want to pop up a couple other questions people had said or comments they'd said just to give, and then I would love to show a few other pieces of your work, but I know you're on your lunch break, so we don't have all day. Um, so I know no, I good. appreciate your time. So um, Nathan, yeah. uh, Daniel said, Nathan, I appreciate your naturally open expressiveness, both personally and in your designs. It's just a good comment. I'm just sharing good comments. Um, and then <laughs> Katie said, I think it's awesome that you followed your passion and you merged it with your career. And I think that that is one of the reasons you feel like I'm doing what you just feel that you're there where you need to be. Um, yeah. And Andy says, Andy Atkins says, uh, thanks for being an inspiration, Nathan. I'm a senior in college for graphic design and i'm thinking about my next steps um joe says hey nathan good to great good to see you here keep up the great work um he's curious if and when you run into what artists sometimes call design blocks what you do um usually or what have you done to get over those stumbling blocks and i love that question can you address yeah. it for us yeah that's i mean that's definitely a, <laughs> a hard you know thing to get past um one thing I have been kind of noticing, like once I've been, since I've been out here, um, I feel like the more I have been kind of researching other kind of illustration styles and like other um, kind of options with type and like different styles of type and uh, ways that I could illustrate the type and stuff like that, I've been kind of finding myself like not really hitting those um, walls quite as often, as often as I used to, I feel like. And I've also been like really keeping myself from camping out too much on any one idea. Like if an idea isn't working, like I've been just like tossing it before I trip myself up too much on trying to make it work. Because if you're trying too hard to make it work, it's just not going to be natural at the end, you know. Um, and I feel like that's one of the big lessons I learned when I was just working with Sharpie and trying not to pencil stuff out so much is just that constant movement of moving forward even if you feel like something looks stupid or you don't want to put that on paper because that's a dumb idea it's like no it's not a dumb idea like or maybe it is but that dumb idea will like help you get to the better idea you know but you have to put that dumb idea down to clear it out of your head and get to that next thing and um i think it's uh it's just definitely about understanding yourself a lot of it is too because my my version of getting over that creative block may not work for everybody, you know, but um, I definitely try to um, just kind of uh, 
don't get like too caught up in um oh like i was reading some like interview of like dan cassaro a little while back and uh he was talking about how um his his advice to like designers and creatives was like not to like turn into this like uh design nerd where you're just kind of like always designing and like you never talk to anybody and you're always in your studio because you're a designer and you're awesome you know but it's like just get out and like live life and like make friends and like go places and see things and um you know it's like that stuff is important too you know and uh i think that's like a really good uh piece of advice too you know like I love riding my bike and I love riding my motorcycle and like stuff like that. It just like clears your mind, you know, you just get on there and ride. And it's like, whenever I'm riding, like, I can't think of anything else. Like, I feel like it just like flushes my brain of everything. And whenever I come back to drawing, I just feel like ideas are just there. It's almost like they hit my face while I was riding and just lodged themselves in my brain and just came out on my brain, you know, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't know. Just, um, Constantly moving forward, even if you feel like an idea is dumb and just getting out and walking away from your desk, you know, if, if you're not moving forward at all, you know, so. Totally agree. And I think um, using different mediums helps you because it's not something you're interested in and then, or, or not something you're so familiar with. So when you use yeah. a different tool, you are like, wow. Or I, when I was in school, they would be like, switch hands drawing. And I'd be like, okay, this is going to look yeah. like awful when I'm drawing. But yeah. I ended up, if you're drawing big, you know, life drawing, you could, I could draw with my left hand just as good as I could draw with my right. I'm not Leonardo da Vinci. I could yeah. draw and write Apple at the same time, but, but, right. you know, it's the same kind of thing. So Joe wanted to know also, are there any mediums or techniques you haven't worked with, but you would like to try? Yeah. Um, I feel like, again, I feel like using a brush is like kind of pushing me a little further into the direction of where I'd kind of like to go. Like, Honestly, I would kind of like to get deeper into painting to where I could, uh, I don't think I would necessarily use it in design for like, it'd be hard to separate for like a, a shirt or something, but it'd be <laughs> kind of cool to like paint more with like full color, you know, uh, like that's one thing, um, like seeing Joshua Noom's work and like whenever he started doing type and stuff, like I knew him for that. And then I saw like some of his older work where he did a lot of just like acrylic painting and using all this color, and I was like, dude, like, I didn't even know you could do all this stuff, you know, and it's, like, so inspiring to, like, see stuff like that, where, like, I would love to, like, dive deeper into painting. I feel like there's just something about painting that, like, I, I just feel like it just feels, like, legitimate, you know, like, it, 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 it's just kind of, like, heavier, you know, where, like, working with a pen on paper, like, it's cool, and you can do great stuff, but I don't know, when I see like a painting, it's just kind of like, oh, you know, like there's just like some soul in that, you know, and I would love to get better at working with color. Like, uh, I feel like I can experiment with color on the computer and like change things until I've got it where I want it. But when you're painting, I feel like you have to commit like right there when you're putting color down, you know, <laughs> as to right. what you want it to look like. And so I definitely like to get more into using color on paper. So like whether that be like watercolor or acrylics or I don't know, like maybe oils. I've never tried oils, but I, again, like I would just like to keep diving deeper and deeper into illustration um, and still worked, kind of finding those. All right, go ahead. Have you ever worked in printmaking, like woodcuts or screen printing, where you could play with color a little bit more, but it's you're still dealing with solid shapes or dot patterns or whatever? Have you ever done any of that? 
Yeah, a little bit. Um, kind of back I whenever I was. I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, and I did like a little bit, like some linoleum cuts, like uh, a, a while back. I don't know, you know, if you were following me for too long, you maybe saw some linoleum cuts that I uh, I posted about. Um, but um, yeah, back again, like in high school, kind of tailing out of the kind of season in my eighth grade year when that, I was doing work for that guy at the t-shirt shop. Like my freshman year into kind of my sophomore year, I bought my own screen printer and I started making t-shirts and stuff. And uh, so I did a lot of screen printing then, but that was pretty early and like I was, I don't know what I was doing there. So like I wasn't doing like posters or anything. It was just all like t-shirts, you know. Um, but uh, yeah, I haven't done too much uh, more stuff than that. Um, I mean, I've, I talk with... Uh, like some of the prints on my website are risograph prints, which is a really cool kind of form of printing where it's almost like an office printer, but it kind of works like screen printing where it has like these master sheets that mm-hmm. all the dots get knocked out of, kind of like screen printing, and then ink gets pushed through that master sheet onto the paper. So you get mm-hmm. kind of this cool offset kind of look. Um, so it's been cool kind of working with that and then uh, uh, screen printing again just on the posters. but. That's about it. Well, I just, I just, it's a simpler way maybe with then to separate colors out. Um, but you could still maybe play with color. It was just a suggestion, but you, I mean, I go with the paint. That sounds great. I'm just going to pull yeah, up yeah. a couple pieces. Um, if you want to talk about them a little, or we can just kind of, um, cause we're out of time. I know. And I want to be able to share some of the links that you gave me. Um, so this is, this is in this room, it looks like, because I see the yeah. the flag and the bike. Yeah, yeah. So what is yeah, this Yeah, that, that, that actually, um, yeah, I was going to say, I was kind of excited about that one because that's a, that's a publication uh, back in uh, Oklahoma that it's called This Land Press. And so it's kind of, kind of spurs from the idea of like that Woody Guthrie song, like this land is your land, this land is my land kind of a thing. Anyways, that's like where they got their name. And Woody Guthrie was from Oklahoma, so it's just like a very like rich kind of like Oklahoma kind of uh, spirited, you know, magazine. Um, so, and I knew about them, you know, again when I was in Oklahoma, but they reached out to me uh, like a few uh, like last month. They asked me to do a cover and then like uh, inside spread um, on that issue, and so I was really excited to be able to do that. Um, so yeah, it was a poetry issue, and so uh, they were featuring a bunch of different. Um, just poems and different, uh, you know, writers in there. So yeah, that was a lot of fun. It's beautiful. It looks like a two-color job. Am I there? Are you there? <laughs> yep. I think you're Are back. You? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You cut out for a bit. I think I missed your question. Is it a two-color job? Was that what this was? Okay, yeah. Um, it's actually, um, the the cover was printed full color. Um, so, like, if you actually looked at, like, the gold, it was made out of, you know, the four color process, but yeah. Cool. All right. How about this one? Um, yeah, that one, that one was cool because uh, I, again, I was just kind of, like, thinking of different ways I could kind of mix up screen printing a little bit and, like, utilize the... Uh, I think outside the box a little bit, and, and again, or go ahead. 
No, go ahead. The overlay is what I was going to say and how colors yeah. when you. <clears throat> yeah, totally. And, and uh, again, like Sean uh, at work, like we've been talking a lot lately about like, it, like I feel like Sean like does a great job of like exploring kind of at least lately, like the kind of like old school, like 50s kind of illustrations where back in those days, like they didn't have a lot of money for like uh, multiple uh, colors of ink, you know, to use on a job. So they had to like combine colors to make more interesting images. And uh, so that kind of got me thinking with this one of like how I could bring in just two colors and make a third color and kind of just make something a little cooler, you know, and kind of uh, hint back at those kind of earlier times, you know, when people were doing that. And so um, it's also kind of like probably an underhanded um, kind of uh, point back to my uh, high school, which uh, it was the Eight Air Warriors. Like those weren't our colors, but um, you know, whatever, I, I put a warrior on there and just drew warriors over the top of it. <laughs> but yeah, so it's basically just a two color print. It's just blue and red, but the whole background is a combination of the blue uh, or the red on top of the blue. So yeah. Cool. All right. So um, we have the um, the tiger roaring, we have the bird or the meow or act. Well, I just think this one's so funny. I'll have to, so yeah, yeah, this yeah, that one was hilarious. cool. <laughs> my, uh, my creative director, Danny, he's so funny. Like with that one, he just came in one day and he was just kind of like, he's so sporadic. Like he'll just like throw something at you and be like, okay, I got this like great phrase, you know? And it, uh, and you never know, like, I feel like if he's, like, joking with you or if he's being serious. And so whenever he told me the phrase, I was like, um, oh, all right. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. It was one of those things where um, initially uh, I think you could have looked at it and been like, oh, like, I don't, I don't know. Like, this, it, it's kind of goofy, you know? Like, I don't know if, uh, you know, just it's kind of weird. But, like, I felt like with that kind of a phrase, like, I had to, like, take it all the way, you know, and I wanted to, like, really just kind of make it something cool, you know, <laughs> rather than just, like, taking a lighthearted phrase and making it look lighthearted. Like, I wanted it to kind of, like, look kind of mean, you know, <laughs> and uh, so uh, I kind of wanted to be, like, one of those second look kind of pieces where you look at it and you're like, wait, did that just say there's no better time than meow, you know, so... <laughs> Um, I was kind of really inspired by like old school like firecracker packaging and yeah. uh, like, kind of like the black cat firecracker packaging. So I was kind of looking to um, to kind of make it look like that. So I guess that kind of answers um, uh, Andy's question. He was kind of asking if uh, I try to like imitate styles. So like I was seeing a lot of um, styles that kind of looked like the cat, but again, I didn't want to like totally rip off those things. So I kind of like look at all those pieces of inspiration and then I kind of like put them away and then just try to create my own version of it you know so uh, that's kind of how that one came together smiling so much my face hurts so this will be like <laughs> for the rest of the day yeah, yeah. <laughs> but one thing I love about you Nathan you have such great energy and it's hard not to um smile just talking to you but you it, anyway <laughs> I would think that you would be great to work with too I'm sure that those guys are really excited but you're super humble and you're humility is I'm just so thankful you're doing what you want to do because I think you should well, you're you. a great guy so all right let's talk about thank this you. one and then maybe we can close on this one because I don't want to keep you too long cool yeah um no yeah this one is cool because uh again like I've been exploring so many different kind of styles of illustration <laughs> and 
um, different ways to illustrate things, you know, like painting it or, you know, using a dip pen. I was doing that for a while, you know, just kind of a traditional kind of uh, fountain pen, just dipping it into ink and drawing. And um, uh, I came to this one and, uh, you know, I, I was, the look that I was wanting to go for, it was just kind of this really rounded kind of, um, oh, I don't And I was thinking about going into it with the dip pen. And I was like, you know what? Uh, I, I don't want to, like, ever limit myself to just one medium. And I guess uh, that's kind of where I was at again with the Sharpie for a little while. I was, like, priding myself that I only worked with Sharpie, you know, and that was, like, my thing. And, you know, I'm cool because I'm only working with a Sharpie, but I'm doing this, you know, and, like, whatever. And I kind of got to a point where I was just like, Nathan, like, get over yourself. Like, use whatever you want to get the image you want to do. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I feel like with this piece, that's kind of where I was at. I was like, you know, uh, yeah, I'm doing, you know, a dip pen, and it makes you feel like you're some traditional artist. But for the look I want, honestly, a Sharpie is, like, all I needed to use. And so um, I just decided to go with the Sharpie and, um, I don't know, there's just something about using a fine point Sharpie that just gives a really nice kind of soft look to it and it's easy to kind of create that rounded edge and the thick lines and kind of a, a combination of a lot of different things, but um, like, yeah, so I don't know, that, that's kind of a roundabout way of describing that one. I think that one's great. So. Do you want to do you want to talk about the um, tiger or the um, the little yellow bird? Either um, one of those, or do you want? Yeah, actually, yeah, you could pull up the the little bird actually, because I feel like that's one um, kind of style of illustration that I haven't done a lot of, but I kind of like to revisit. It's kind of funny because um, this bird, like, I don't know if you like read the captions on Instagram, but. for like the past like month or so and just like tapping on my window. And then it would just kind of, whenever I'd come to like look at it, just kind of fly back up in the tree. And I just thought it was so funny. Um, so I was like doing some research on like what this bird was and it turns out it was a yellow, you know, warbler. I was like, you know what, I think I'll just like draw this bird. And I, I was following a, there's a, an artist, um, I'm trying to remember the name. Anyways, like, she's been doing a lot of great stuff with just pencil, but then also watercolor. And, again, I feel like pencil is kind of one of those mediums that I kind of discount sometimes. I'm like, oh, pencil, like, that's just what I use when I'm sketching out ideas. So I kind of, um, I don't know, like, lower its value a little bit. And, uh, I don't know, she's just doing some really cool stuff with just pencil and watercolor. And, um, so I wanted to kind of try that out a little bit. And so... Um, that drawing that bird was just kind of my excuse to kind of try those two different mediums and um, so yeah I was kind of really excited about you know how it came out but again I feel like there's so much value in looking at the subject and looking at the concept and the idea but then also looking about how, how you're going to illustrate it because how you're going to illustrate it carries so much personality where like that bird if I illustrated it if I was to illustrate it with a sharpie it would just look more harsh and like a little like the personality would just be a little heavier and I feel like the personality that I was going for when I was drawing that bird you know it's just a small little bird and it's kind of like whimsical and that it's just been just kind of showing up and like pecking at my window it's just, 
it's not a very heavy thing. It's kind of lighthearted, you know? And there's nothing funny about that bird, but the way you illustrate it can kind of give a lighter feel, you know, rather than right. it being so heavy. So. And it's warmer know. in but, this medium, too, I think. Yeah, totally. And I've actually got it right here. Oh, it's tiny. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Just a little guy. But, oh, that's awesome. Anyways. Yeah. Well, I want to share some of your links. So, um, and I just pulled a bunch of old ones as well. I know, yeah, Jason. Cool. Yeah. Jason also works really small. I told him he probably would like wood engraving. I'm still going to send you that uh, girl. I haven't forgotten, Jason. It's when I take a week off, I can get caught up. So if you guys want to follow Nathan, um, I'm going to give you out some, um, a bunch of different links. But this is NathanYoder.com. And then there's places you can buy some stuff which we're always happy to support, Nathan. So store at yeah. nathanyoder.co and then society6 at .com slash nathanyoder. Yeah, which that one's a, a little older. Like, I haven't updated that in a while. So, I mean, I guess work on there is still relevant, but it's some of my earlier work. So, what? And yeah. I think the, the Behance is kind of older too, but you you update Dribble pretty good or? Yeah. Yeah, okay. that, yeah, Behance, I've been thinking about that. I need to, like, put something up on Behance, but there's well, nothing up there right now. But, yeah. It says you're still in Tulsa, so I was like, yeah, yeah I haven't updated yeah. this in a while. But Drew yeah, exactly. is a great place, uh, but I'm just yeah. giving you a hard time, you know, out of love no, okay. only. Yeah. Um, and then Instagram, I think, for me, Instagram is how I, I found you, and then you're really um, very – prolific in up there so i i love that so that's a great place to follow him um and yeah. let's see i think i think that's the ones i had um i have two instagram yeah. so i can add them both but um <laughs> but nathan thank you so much and i so appreciate you coming back and being on and uh, i appreciate everybody who came i'm glad i hope i got all your questions answered um, next week, we will also have somebody who knows Nathan. It'll The Hood twins from, uh, they're also in Orange County. Amy and Jen Hood are going to be on, talking about a little bit about business. So um, I'm real excited to have them on as well. They're really neat, and they also do some hand-drawn type too. But Nathan, you're awesome. Keep going. Keep, keep your, you are so good and humble, and you're so easy to talk to and share, and I just wish you the best of luck because I'm, really excited that you're so happy and doing what you like well thank you yeah and thanks so much for having me on again it's good to kind of follow up and it's just funny you know getting ready for being on again it's just got me thinking back to the time whenever I was last on like so much has happened so it's cool to kind of look back and see where you're at and see where you're at now so yeah and the last show is in the archives at designrecharge.org and if, um, if you guys want to catch it, it's, it was really good. I know that the images for Spreecast, I was using Pinterest then, and it um, they don't come up anymore, but they I can I think they're all loaded still in Pinterest. So you can see what we're talking about, but it sh he shows stuff like from, um, like when you were drawing in high school and stuff like that. So it really kind of gives a little bit of more of Nathan's history. And so I definitely would watch that one if if I were you guys. So catch up, you know. And I think he had just gotten the job, and I couldn't say anything. We kept it totally quiet. Yeah. And then um, yeah. and then he, he left, like, the next uh, couple weeks or something. So if you guys yeah. want to catch it again, um, you can always watch the replay. But if you don't want to ever miss another episode, 
I'm going to pop up. You can subscribe at um, designrecharge.org slash subscribeland.html, and then um, you'll be able to not miss any of the episodes. And next week, and then that'll be the last for the year of 2013. So, Nathan, so glad to have you twice in one year. Yeah, totally. Yeah, thanks for having me again. Well, thanks for staying a little over, and I'll see you guys next week. Bye. That was good. See ya.